This is an adult education podcast of Lanier Technical College. If you are a lawful resident of the state of Georgia and are interested in more free lessons to improve your English or prepare for your high school equivalency diploma, such as the GED or HiSET, please visit our website, www.laniertech.edu. Click on Adult Education and follow the instructions. And now for our lesson. Welcome to our lesson. My name is Shannon Cole, Dean of Adult Education at Lanier Technical College, and today we continue our podcast for our English language learners. This episode is intended for high, intermediate, and advanced level learners. Our focus today will be on phrasal verbs. In today's lesson, we will learn what phrasal verbs are, how they function, and the meaning of a few common phrasal verbs. By the end of this lesson, you will understand and properly utilize some of the most common phrasal verbs. In your current English language acquisition course, you have probably learned both about the complex usage of prepositions and how many words may have more than one definition. Today's lesson will demonstrate how the meaning of a word or a set of words may change when combined into a phrasal verb. In this episode, we will describe phrasal verbs and provide examples. There are many more phrasal verbs in addition to the ones provided in this lesson. You can find more examples on the internet or in a good quality English language dictionary. The use of phrasal verbs may tend towards informal speech, but not always. You will encounter examples of phrasal verbs almost daily, so you will want to begin learning a few of the basic ones to begin using in your everyday conversations. What is a phrasal verb? Basically, a phrasal verb contains an action verb with one or more particles, usually prepositions. The meaning of the phrasal verb may be completely different than both the verb and the particle it contains. Before we look at some common phrasal verbs, I want to share some tips to help you better study and use them. First of all, you may be tempted to group all the possible phrasal verbs by the action verb. Please don't do this. As I already mentioned, the phrasal verb may have no relation to the meaning of the original verb, so this will not be very useful to you. Instead, try a different way of organization. Now, if you must have a list by a certain word, try grouping them by the other word, the preposition. These may have a closer relation than the verb does. For example, to get over something, to go over something, to think over something. Over seems to generally refer to passing an item through a process. Get over is to stop worrying about something. Go over is to review something. Think over is to ponder or consider something. All of these have to deal with the passing of information. A more interesting way to organize phrasal verbs for study is to organize them by category. You might use a set of words to talk about transportation, or spending money, 
or for things you do on the job. For example, if we used transportation as our category, we might say, get on and get off the bus, get into a car, back up, pull up, held up, and dropped off. Furthermore, some phrasal verbs, like any vocabulary word in English, can have more than one meaning depending on the context, so your list may not be as complete as you think it is. In any case, you should always try to learn and use these phrasal verbs in context. Listen in to conversations in public, or watch your favorite shows on television in English. Write down the phrasal verbs you hear. Look up the meaning in a dictionary or online, and search for the phrasal verb to see how native speakers use it in a sentence. Once you understand the meaning of the phrasal verb, it's time to begin learning it. You can create flashcards to test yourself or practice by making your own sentences. You can even create a short paragraph or story where you use several of your phrasal verbs as new vocabulary words. The next thing to know about phrasal verbs are the two different types. A separable phrasal verb means you can put the verb and particle together or put them apart. That is to say, you have the option to separate them in most cases. If a personal pronoun is used, you must separate the verb from the particle because the pronoun will always appear in the middle. For example, drop off someone or something. I can say, I will drop the package off at your house, or I will drop off the package at your house. However, I must say, I will drop you off at the airport. I cannot say, I will drop off you at the airport. And there are also some phrasal verbs where it is more common to either separate or not separate. You can search the internet, listen to conversations, or read subtitles to determine which is more common. The second type of phrasal verb is non-separable. In these situations, you never separate the verb from the particle, even if there is a personal pronoun. There are many more cases of non-separable phrasal verbs than separable phrasal verbs. Here is one example. Go after the dog. Go after him. You would not say, go him after. You may have noticed that many phrasal verbs don't take an object. In these cases, they are always non-separable. I fell down. Finally, some phrasal verbs may have more than one particle. This usually happens when an extra preposition is added at the end to add an expected object. For example, she has to get rid of her old papers. It's not possible to just get rid. You have to have an object with it, and we say get rid of something. Still, it is best to study and learn phrasal verbs in context so you can observe how it is used instead of learning in a list. That way you won't necessarily have to remember if it can be separated or not. You'll observe how it is used 
and imitate it in your own conversations. Now that we've looked at what a phrasal verb is, the types of phrasal verbs, and some tips for organizing and studying phrasal verbs, let's learn a few of the more common phrasal verbs. Remember, there are more than 5,000 phrasal verbs in English, so it is impossible to learn them all in this lesson. However, we can study some examples so that you can get started with your own personal list of phrasal verbs and practice using them in your everyday interactions. Let's look at some examples. Let's first examine some phrasal verbs typically used in a classroom setting. Turn up, show up. This means appear, especially in attendance. Bob didn't turn up for class today. He was sick. Find out. Learn something you didn't know. You can find out how to register for ESL classes by calling this number. Look up. Find a piece of information. I will look up your registration in the computer if you give me your name. Pass out, hand out. Give things to members of a group. Marie, will you hand out the books, please? Turn in, hand in. Submit. We have to hand in our homework by Thursday. Go over. Check something carefully. Pavel remembered to go over his work before handing it in. Make up. Do an assignment at a later date for credit. The teacher said since I missed class last week, I would need to make up the work. She gave me the worksheets from last Monday for homework. Do over. Perform a task again. I got the answers wrong on my quiz, so my teacher wants me to do the quiz over again. Drop out. Stop attending class without finishing studies. Why did Veen drop out of English class? He was doing well. Fall behind. Make less progress than other people. Inez hasn't attended English class in two months. She's falling behind. Keep up with. Stay at the same level as other people. Tomas is keeping up with the rest of the class. He's coming every day. Catch up. Improve to reach the same level as other people. Tomas is helping Ines catch up with the rest of the class. Sign up. Agree to take part in something. Be sure to sign up for the fall carnival on campus. There will be free food. Hold on. 
wait a moment. Hold on. I'll help you after I finish helping Ricardo. Cut down on. Reduce the amount of something. Marcos has cut down on his afternoon naps so he can study more English. Bring up. To mention something for discussion. The teacher was glad that Sarah brought up the question about grammar. But did you know that bring up can also mean to raise children? For example, Guillermo was brought up in Guadalajara. Speak up also has two meanings to not be afraid to give your opinion or to speak louder. Speak up. We can't hear you. Or, if anyone has a problem with my suggestion, please speak up now. Let's practice. Listen to the following exercises and choose the answer that best answers the question. Number one. The teacher has some papers. She wants Michael to give them to everyone in the class. Which is correct? A. Pass over the papers, Michael. B. Michael, please pass to the papers. C. Michael, please pass out the papers. You should have chosen C. Michael, Please pass out the papers. Number two. You don't see your friend, Fran. She usually sits next to you. You ask another student about her. What do you say? A. Is Fran going to show up today? B. Is Fran up showing today? C. Is Fran turning at today? The correct answer is A. Is Fran going to show up today? Number three. Harold is having problems understanding the assignments in class and is not doing well. He wants to tell the teacher. How can he say this? A. I am keeping catch with everyone. Can you help me? B. I am falling behind and need to keep up with everyone. Can you help me? C. I am keeping up and catching the problem in class. Can you help me? The answer is B. I am falling behind and need to keep up with everyone. Can you help me? Number four. The teacher is worried about Andrea. She has not shown up to class in the past three weeks. What does she say? A. I am worried that Andrea has dropped out. B. I am worried that Andrea has dropped the class out. C. I am worried that Andrea fell out the class. You should have chosen A. I am worried that Andrea has dropped out.
Number five. Giselle needs to know the meaning of a vocabulary word. She has a dictionary. She wants to explain to the teacher what she is doing. What does she say? A. I don't know the word, so I look in my dictionary the word and tell you. B. I am using my dictionary to find the word to know and see to the information. C. I am looking up the word in the dictionary to find out what it means. If you chose C, I am looking up the word in the dictionary to find out what it means, then you are right. Number six. Now for something a little more difficult. Which is the incorrect way to use the phrasal verb speak up? A. Todd, speak up. I cannot hear you. B. Todd, speak up the microphone a little bit. C. Todd, speak up. I know you have a strong opinion about this topic. B is incorrect. We cannot say, Todd, speak up the microphone a little bit. You could say, Todd, turn up the volume on your microphone, or Todd, get closer to your microphone. Remember that speak up means to not be afraid to give your opinion or to speak louder. Number seven. Here's another one. Which is the incorrect way to use the phrasal verb bring up? A. Claire brought up her children in Seoul, South Korea. B. Claire brought the idea up in class, and now we are doing it as a class project. C. Claire brought up in her home. C. Claire brought up in her home is incorrect. The meaning of bring up is to either mention something for discussion or to raise children. The last choice is unclear in this case. Number eight. This will be our last practice for today. Oscar has made a mistake and would like to try again. What does he say? A. May I do this problem over? B. May I turn over this problem? C. May I get over this problem? Although all of these have real phrasal verbs, only A, may I do this problem over, communicates what Oscar wants to say. Turn over is to flip to the other side. Get over means to emotionally continue on. Neither would be correct in this case. How did you do in this activity? Although there are many more phrasal verbs than we can provide in this short lesson, the important thing is to understand how they work and begin memorizing and using a few new ones each week. Phrasal verbs are very common in English, 
So to better understand native speakers, it is important to learn them as you encounter them. Please remember to be patient with yourself. Listen to native speakers and how they use these phrasal verbs and see if you can study them and use them on your own. A good idea is to keep a journal of new English vocabulary, such as phrasal verbs. This could be in a notebook or in an app on your mobile phone. Come back and review these episodes on our podcast as often as necessary to help you understand the basic rules and to practice. We also recommend you find conversation partners to practice with. Why not attend a conversation class discussion at Lanier Technical College? We have English language acquisition programs in each of our seven counties we serve and would be happy to have you join us free of charge. Remember to visit our website www.laniertech.edu and click on Adult Education for more information. That's all for today's episode, but remember to keep practicing. This concludes the lesson. Please make a note of the time, complete your log sheet, and turn your log in to your instructor at the end of the week. Then complete the follow-up activities assigned by your instructor or in your course module. This podcast has been a production of Lanier Technical College Adult Education.